You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back to thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world's changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Oh, wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new way. Oh, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better. Get them up, get them going. Find some air conditioning, find some water somehow. The heat is oppressive in mid-June in Austin, Texas, throughout central Texas and all over the great state as we crank this thing up on Juneteenth, 20 and 23. Of course, the federal holiday now honoring and uh, remembering when uh, slaves were freed in the great state of Texas. Um, it is now a federal holiday, and it'll be uh, a lot of things closed today for you, which is a good thing in, in honor of that. Um, but be advised, today is a national holiday as of two years ago with uh, the United States commemorating the emancipation of enslaved African Americans. Uh, June 19th, Juneteenth is today, and we appreciate you being there wherever you're finding us this morning. As we crank this thing up, get your work week underway for a lot of you. A lot of you will have the day off, some will not. That is uh, the way Monday will be to come off a busy weekend. U.S. Open out on the West Coast, primetime golf. Uh, a lot of big names, a lot of big stars, but maybe an emerging star wins our national championship. We'll talk golf. Great first weekend at the College World Series in Omaha. Big-time stuff in Major League Baseball. Big win for U.S. men's national team on the soccer pitch last night. And uh, an ugly ending to a Hall of Fame career in Morgantown, West Virginia, over the weekend with the Bob Huggins situation. We'll certainly dive into that uh, as part of a good, bad, and ugly Monday with you. Also, big recruiting weekend for Longhorn football. Uh, we'll dive in there as well. Longhorn's picked up a couple of commitments with a lot of uh, official visits going on this past weekend. So it'll be a busy Monday. Four hours of stimulating conversation begins right now on this Juneteenth. However you're finding us could be on 1019 FM, of course, 1049 FM as well, AM 1260. We're always streaming it for you, making it easy to find us on 1049, 1019, AM 1260 uh, and digitally on your Horn app, your smart speaker, and always, Mr. Godbolt, good to see you, at hornfm.com. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazos, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do. And please be careful out there. Hydrate, and hydrate oh. to everyone out there, as a matter of fact. And for those young uh, athletes that are going to be out there thinking that this is going to be a great day to start on a Monday, be careful, please. It is hot. It is beyond hot. Oppressive. Is, uh, yes. Oppressive. And it doesn't take hot. long for this to get up on you. So make sure if you if you thought today was the day that you were going to start your workouts, hopefully you hydrated yourself last night or the day before to prepare for what's going to happen this week, starting really starting today at a 
temperatures possibly at 104 and all the way till Tuesday where it could reach up to 110 degrees. Yeah, was in Nashville over the weekend, got off the plane yesterday um, uh, lunchtime-ish, and man, oh my gosh. <laughs> what a difference. Um, it was warm in Nashville, it's kind of just a normal summertime, but uh, temperatures in the upper 80s. But back, oh my gosh, uh, it is just oppressively hot. Uh, obviously, heat wave throughout Texas and throughout the south, bringing some severe storms as well through the weekend. And uh, just, it's, it's going to be a, a blast furnace without a doubt. Yeah, I'll say there's a change of a chance of rain each and every evening, but yep. it's just, just a chance. It, and hopefully it hits your spot. Man, I, I didn't get it. I got a lot of lightning I, and we thunder. We did not get any rain, uh, no. at least to my, I, I don't know about Friday, Saturday, because I was out of town, but um, it was... It's just, it's just brutal right now, and that's obvious. So, yeah, take your precautions if you're going to be doing uh, Juneteenth celebrations of any kind or, as you said, getting up and, and enjoying oh, yeah. a workout today. Certainly plan for it. It's already 80 degrees in Austin, Texas, before the sun comes up. It's going to be a warm one, to say the least. But it's good to be back. Good to have a good conversation. So I've already had a wonderful Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you, my friend, and Grandfather's Day for you now. Oh, yeah. I got grandfather a, seven times. Got, got, him, got that call around 7 o'clock in the morning from all the grandkids. Isn't that great? Oh, it's it's fantastic. It really, really was. Heard from my daughters and then all the rest of the, the, the gang in the afternoon. It was a wonderful Father's Day and a wonderful Father's Day to you and your Father's Day weekend. And everybody, please, once again, please be safe. And hopefully you had a great Father's Day with your family and you didn't have to do all the cooking. All the cooking. Well, uh, we had the kid, kids over last night, had a little nice meal, had mm. a good time, and uh, enjoyed that. Uh, Ty Henderson, not a father, but uh, has a father. Happy Father's Day to your pops there, T.Y. How are you, bud? Doing good. Doing good. Good weekend. I was in uh, Nashville over the weekend. I know you're uh, you're fond of, of the, the Smashville, good Tennessee. Place. Good place. Good place. Good place downtown. Did a lot of walking, Buck. Did a lot of walking. Because mm. when you're staying downtown, man, you just walk and walk and walk. And the weather was pleasant and a good time had by all. So we'll have some stories to tell from there, but that's good. It's a busy Monday. Let's get you caught up with the news of the weekend. Plenty of it. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Start with golf on this good, bad, and ugly Monday. Annual Father's Day at the U.S. Open featured plenty of the game's biggest stars at uh, tea time last night, last night. But in the end, a rising star maybe claimed our national championship at Los Angeles Country Club. 29-year-old Wyndham Clark. Posted a breakout performance and capped off a great weekend with a final round 70. He holds off Rory McIlroy by a single stroke. He wins his first major championship, prevents Rory from getting to his fifth. Uh, Scotty Scheffler and Ricky Fowler were also on the leaderboard but faltered. Scheffler finished at three strokes back at seven under his putter uh, but continues to be an issue. Uh, Ricky Fowler shot uh, 75 and tumbled down to fifth place finish at the U.S. Open. This morning marks 75 days until the 2023 Texas football season opens with the Rice Owls. This past weekend was big on the recruiting front. Longhorns hosted uh, more than 20 of the top prospects from across the country on their official visits. Longhorns landed a pair of new commitments as well. On Saturday, four-star defensive back prospect Santana Wilson from Scottsdale, Arizona committed to the Longhorns. Six-foot, heaven, uh, six-foot 175-pound senior to be at Desert Mountain High is the son of former All-Pro safety in the NFL, Adrian Wilson. He'll join the Longhorns. Also yesterday, new wide receivers coach Chris Jackson snagged his first commitment when San Antonio Smithson Valley wide receiver and speedster Freddie, du- Freddie DuBose committed to the Longhorns. As you mentioned, more than 20 were in for their official visit to see if any more uh, trickle in this week. Ugly, very, ug- end, uh, very ugly end to a Hall of Fame career in Morgantown on Saturday. West Virginia basketball coach Bob Huggins resigned his position uh, the day after an arrest on suspicion of drunken driving in Pittsburgh the previous evening. 69-year-old leaves as the third winningest coach in Division I 
basketball all-time with 935 career victories behind only Mike Krzyzewski of Duke and Jim Beheim of Syracuse. Quite a first weekend at the College World Series in Omaha. There were six games played from Friday till last night. Five of them were decided by a single run, including both yesterday. TCU stayed alive while eliminating 7th-ranked West Virginia. They held on to a 4-3 nail-biter yesterday afternoon in Omaha. Hornfrogs dropped into that loser's bracket on Friday when Oral Roberts scored four in the ninth to steal a 6-5 win. Those same Cinderella Golden Eagles tried to rally again last night, but came up short this time. Second-seeded Florida able to coax that final out with runners on board. They improved the Gators due to 2-0 in Omaha with a 5-4 win. Uh, two games on today's schedule. Stanford and Tennessee will play an elimination game at 1 o'clock. Then LSU will face top-ranked Wake Forest in the winner's bracket game tonight at 6. Big League Baseball yesterday. Rangers uh, fell behind the Blue Jays 6 to nothing early, but rallied behind that uh, top-ranked offense. They take the rubber game of their series with Toronto 11-7. Corey Seager and Ezekiel Duran each had four hits. Rangers scored double digits for the 17th time this season. That's the most in the majors. Astros, meanwhile, are tumbling. They built a lead and couldn't hold it in Minute Maid Park yesterday. The Red Hot Reds uh, rallied to finish off a three-game sweep, 9-7 final. They win it in 10 innings. The upstart Reds have won eight in a row. Houston's lost seven of 10 and have fallen behind the Angels into third place in the AL West. Round Rock dropped their series finale to El Paso last night at Dell Diamond, 7-4. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. All right, good, bad, and ugly weekend. We get to that Longhorn recruiting front. Uh, there were some top players, man, across the country. Longhorn, Steve Sarkeesian is recruiting coast to coast. Uh, they've got kids in from Florida, California, Arizona, uh, really all over the uh, state of Texas, of course, and we'll run through some of the top prospects who are in town um, on a hot weekend. But uh, you've got to recruit 75 days to the Longhorn season opener with the Rice Owls. We'll also get to uh, uh, the weekend in Omaha. What was uh, good, bad, and ugly for you over the weekend, my Well, friend? I thought the golf was fantastic. You know, there were a lot of complaints about the golf course itself and out there in Los Angeles. But after after – Thursday and Friday, the golf course started to bite back a little bit at guys. It started to get firmer. It didn't oh, rain, man. and they didn't water it much, so it got faster and faster. Oh, it got faster, and they started putting pins in really odd places. Sure. And you're having to hit bank shots and do all kinds of things. You had to be creative in this U.S. Open, which I thought was okay. You know, They, they just thought the, the fairway was so wide. They had really wide fairways, but boy, you could hit it right in the middle of the fairway, and it ended up in the rough. You had to watch the shots that you made. You had to stay away from the driver a lot. Yeah, yeah, and, and your putting was at a premium at the end when well, it, it really, always, really matters. That always is, is at a U.S. Open, uh, obviously, but yes. And, you know, Roy McElroy, who I think probably teed off yesterday as the favorite for a lot of people. He, oh, I thought he was going to win he, the thing. You know, I did, too, and then he birdied the first hole, but that was his only birdie of the day. And, um, you know, he played a very conservative brand of golf for, for Roy McElroy. Typically, he's a bomber, and he was hitting a lot of five woods around the course, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, look, well, that course wasn't for everybody. Obviously, they have never played a U.S. Open there, as we talked about going into the event. And, um, you know, there were some negatives. I think the guys were a little bit frustrated that the team well, dudes were, shooting 62s on Friday. Yeah, well, you, on Thursday. Yeah, opening rounds with record-setting yeah. performances. I mean, Ricky Fowler, who finishes fifth, he had more birdies than any player ever in a four-round U.S. Open. He also led the field in bogeys. So he was risk-reward. Uh, he, he went for it, and it rewarded him, but it also cost him uh, in some spots. Uh, and Rory, I mean, uh, Ricky couldn't finish. Scotty Scheffler continues to struggle with the putter. Uh, he missed a couple of short putts yesterday. He'd been right in it again. I mean, it's another major where Scotty Scheffler, if he makes four-foot putts uh, consistently, the putts you have to make, uh, he may have won a couple this year. But um, 
right there but can't finish, and the putter has really been his problem uh, there. But congratulations to Wyndham Clark. He uh, started his college career at Oklahoma State, then transferred to Oregon, and uh, you know won his first event just this year on the PGA Tour out in Charlotte. Won the Wells Fargo event and then followed that up with the win this weekend. And really just played a, a clean brand of golf. Nothing birdies were hard to come by down the back nine. And oh, yeah. you know, Rory was trying to get to one and um you know, guys who were trying to chase, it was it was a hard course to get birdies, couldn't hold the greens and you know get them real close yesterday with those pin placements in the firm. Yeah, greens. Wyndham Clark, very athletic. I mean, strong guy can hit it as long as you want to want to hit it, but that's such a nice finesse game and really a nice putter. He really putts well. Uh, as far as the complaints for the course, I mean, I, I understand some guys were frustrated that the tee times were, were late and they were playing in the dark at the end on Saturday. And, look, they wanted to put that on, you know, around those, that beautiful course in prime time. Absolutely. On NBC and, and West Coast golf teeing off not till like 5 o'clock in the evening, our time. At 6 o'clock on the East Coast, they were teeing off. Uh, they were also kind of a, it was kind of a quiet crowd. And that was noticed by a lot of people. The galleries weren't, you know, loud and rabid. And turns out there were 23 tickets per day available, but 14,000 of those tickets were for luxury suites and L.A. Country Club mm-hmm. members. That only left about uh, 9,000 tickets per day. For the public? Or, yeah, 4,500 tickets per day. For the regulars? The regulars. So, yeah, it was kind of elitist course, of course, right there in Beverly Hills and kind of played that way. Galleries were, eh, you know, certainly won the PGA Championship in Rochester no. a month ago. As far as that goes, and uh, oh, it wasn't Phoenix. But in the end, you know, the young Wyndham Clark wins the U.S. Open. The course itself was had some breathtaking views, and uh, you know, the teeth of the, of the course. I love it. Eighty-one yard par three. That was awesome. That was cool. And I, you know, I thought it was cool to watch most of the first round in, in Nashville when we got there, and uh, really enjoy. I mean, and they were shooting sixty-two. Guys were shooting for for record scores. You don't see that in a U.S. Open, and obviously the USA GGA, you know, was going to make it tougher as the week went on. But yes, there was plenty of criticism uh, from and plenty some. of long holes too. By the way, they had two par fives that were five hundred. I mean, two par fours that were five hundred yards. Well, and that's I mean, that's golf right there. If you watch yesterday evening, Roy McIlroy might have won this tournament if on that par five on the back nine, if his third shot hadn't come up a foot short and end up in the bunker, uh, and he had, he got to play. Fortunately for him. He got the embedded ruling, so he got to get a club length, and and but he he didn't make it because Rory, as you said, he was playing conservative golf for Rory, and he tried to make that a three shot hole, and he laid up, and he hit a wedge that looked like it was directly at the pin, and you know if it lands a foot further, it would have bounced onto the green, and who knows how close up to the pin. In the end, it embedded in the in the uh, bunker. And, you know, he ends up making a five, a bogey there because he couldn't make the putt after coming out of the bunker, or at least the, he got the relief. He needed a par there or a birdie. If he makes yep. a birdie there, he may win the U.S. Open. Obviously, we know he didn't, and that's how close it can be. Wyndham Clark didn't make the big mistake down the stretch. He wobbled a little bit at 15 and 16, but um, right at it, and he wins the United States Open. I think a lot of people were rooting for uh, Rory McIlroy yesterday. Didn't happen. Or was either him Scotty or he or Fowler. Or Scheffler. I was... I was hoping Scheffler was going to make a run, but I guess we just can't trust the putter right now with him. No, uh, gosh, he just he misses putts that he just, I would make. It feels boy, like <laughs> seems like he just comes out of putts right now. He's I mean, up, up and out, three quick. footers that are oh, just yeah. got to make them, got to make them, and that's that's been his problem. He made like a sixty foot bomb, uh, but then he'll miss this one yeah, that's on Saturday night. Long as his one arm. he made on Saturday. Yeah, well, he's there every every major now, and really in every tournament, he's playing great tee to green. He's just got to be able to make those. Those final putts. I thought the baseball at the the at Omaha was great over the weekend. 
I thought that Golden Eagles Oral Roberts team was going to go ahead and come back and beat Florida again last night. They had the winning run at the plate. They had a chance after they stunned TCU. We told you going into the College World Series in Omaha, Oral Roberts had won like 38, 36 of their last 38 games and were playing. But then they stole that TCU game. And you're watching last night thinking, they're going to do this again to Florida. Kevin O'Sullivan, the Florida coach, is losing his mind in the dugout. It uh, looked like they were going to rally and get him again. But in the end, Florida held on for the six, uh, the, the, the one-run win, 5-4. And so now Florida is 2-0 and in that bracket and are mm-hmm. sitting in a good spot. The Gators playing like a national championship team for sure with their pitching staff. And then big one tonight, Buck, Wake Forest and LSU will play. The winner will be 2-0 and and in a driver's seat position in that bracket to stay in the winner's bracket, always key in those four, you know, you know double elimination, four-team, you know, regional setup kind of things. Uh, LSU, Wake Forest with a big one tonight. There'll be the uh, LSU game, excuse me, the uh, the Tennessee-Stanford uh, Stanford game, game earlier yeah. in the day. So it'll be good baseball today and through the weekend in Omaha. That's fun to watch for sure. So part of the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the ugliest story came from Bob Huggins. And uh, what a spiral end to his career. Hall of Fame career, Buck. We know he was, a, you know, in controversy a month ago with the comments he made on a radio station in Cincinnati uh, that led to a, you know a million dollar pay cut and nearly his dismissal there. Uh, and now you know the it was it was over with a severe drunk driving arrest on yeah, Friday night. Double the amount of alcohol you should have in your body. Oh man, the and you know, that's original. That story is that no one was killed in that situation because he was really intoxicated at least according to the police reports, so intoxicated that he was in Pitts, downtown Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and told police he's in Columbus, Ohio. He didn't know where he was. In the middle of the intersection. With a with shredded a tire. tire. Yeah. Oh, man. Again, those are situations where you're just happy no one was killed um, to be behind the wheel of that intoxicated. Beer cans all over the car, allegedly, or his SUV. Yeah, he thought he was in Cincinnati. Or, excuse me, he thought he was in Columbus, Ohio, which is several you're, hours you're away. You're a little bit off. A little bit off, Coach. A little bit off. Yeah, try for driving under the influence. Uh, stopped in the middle of traffic in Pittsburgh. Shredded tire. Driver's side door open about 8.30. And according to the first police officers on the stand, as he tried to climb out of his car, he fell backwards into the driver's seat. It was seat. only 8.30? 8.30. Uh, blood really alcohol smart. content was more than twice the legal limit. And uh, he is no longer the head coach of uh, West Virginia basketball. And obviously, that's that's terrible for those young guys. He had brought in a lot of transfers. Oh yeah, and I mean, he had the transfer portal. I mean, he was one of, that was one of the best groups in the nation that he had gathered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he 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 owned it afterwards. You know, um, solely responsible for his conduct. Sincerely apologized to the university, but that's just a terrible end to a. It's not the first time this has happened. Either. Oh four, yeah, mm-hmm. oh four. He was, uh, you know, cited for for DUI as well. But this one again, I'm just glad no one was hurt. Um, himself or someone else. I mean, to be that intoxicated, as you said, Ty, just after 8 o'clock at night. Um, clearly has a problem. Clearly, clearly. And let's hope he gets the help he needs at that point. But uh, West Virginia now needs a basketball coach at, at a bad time. It's mid-June. And that, I saw where the, uh, the those players that have committed, that are committed on the West Virginia roster, have a month to transfer if they want, sure. free and clear. Um, you know, that's not their fault. And they're now their their basketball team is is in, in their program in flux. So we'll keep an eye on that situation. But that was certainly a big part of the ugly. What's Trey Mitchell gonna do? Well, we'll see. Is he I still mean, there? Well, I mean I thought he had another year. I think he does. I I haven't really dug, you know, looked closely at the West Virginia basketball roster. I know he brought in a bunch of commitment or, or yeah, transfers. Transfers. Looks like everybody's doing right now. 
I did get word yesterday from a good, 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 but good friend who's close to the Texas basketball program that the Longhorns are going to add a couple of more players here soon. So we'll keep you posted on that. Didn't get him a lot of detail on who, but uh, um, I did say because because the, the message I got said uh, Longhorn basketball is about to add two more, and I said. Is that West Virginia related? Question mark. And he's a no, 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 no. They've been working on these, so we'll keep you posted on that. Longhorn football did add a couple of commitments, and uh, as Steve Sarkeesian and the staff rolled out the red carpet, they had more than twenty um, top prospects from across the country on campus this weekend. You see them break out all the cars. They had all kinds of hot rods out there on the parking lot. All uh, the, the uh, you know, high school kids like like cars, right? They like things. Oh yeah, they do. And um, so that was part of the red carpet rollout for the for the weekend. But um, Santana Wilson is a name. This we saw his father play. Mm-hmm. His dad, Adrian Wilson, was a hell of a player in the National Football League. Uh, this is a big one for Terry Joseph in the defensive backfield at Texas. This is a kid that everybody wanted. I mean, everybody needed offers from all the top schools, and he chooses Texas. And then, you know, I think we're getting a pretty good sense that at Texas, you're not going to play wide receiver for Steve Sarkeesian if you don't run, you know, sub four four. <laughs> you got to be a speedster. They're going to be fast on the outside, big humans up front, and fast on the on the uh, perimeter. And this kid from Smithson Valley, Valley, yeah, just that he he was hurt for most of his senior year at Smithson Valley playing football, but he got healthy and ran track and had some posted some great numbers on the Smithson Valley track team. So he is a speedster for sure. He commits to the Longhorns, but uh, there were more than twenty of the top prospects across the country in-house this weekend. So we'll keep an eye on that for Longhorn football. As I said to start the, uh, the, the in the headlines, about 75 days from today, a smooth 75 days to the first game with the Rice Owls. Are we counting? Uh, Ty is drinking. He's not counting. He's not drinking like Bob Huggins. But he has – He does. I mean, his, his beverage is non-alcohol. Well, Ty's a bit orange. of a homer, and we like that. But uh, you're drinking the Kool-Aid, huh? I mean, I, look, it's the all-gas-no-excuses tour for me. This is a team that should win the Big 12 championship in my mind. Uh, this is a team with the talent and uh, the con- con- continuity at the coaching staff to, to to go do something special in their final year in the Big 12 conference ahead of I didn't I wasn't here for the SEC schedule release that came out last week, but uh, you know you got another year before you got to play that gauntlet of a schedule, so you better be able to play to a championship level this year. Well, you have to to build to that because that's the level you need to get to and. Anything less than a trip to the Big 12 title game would be, in my mind, a disappointment That's what starting I believe. in 75 days. I believe that part I believe, but I won't start really indulging in Tinny Kool-Aid until after the 4th. After the 4th of I'm July? Not, it's about to be pretty hot, though. I know. You're busted out. What's going to change your mind after the 4th of July? I'll need, I'll need, I'll need that. Some fireworks? I need that liquid, yes, and the fireworks. Okay. Well, uh, you know, ceiling likely determined by the quarterback and his ability no to doubt. improve at that position. Uh, obviously, the run game built without B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson. A uh, lot to like there, but uh, defensively as well. So we'll certainly talk Texas football uh, all the way, 75 days into the start of the season. Didn't mention it in the headlines because it was a busy headline morning, but uh, looks like a deal will be finalized in the NBA, the first big trade of the NBA offseason. You know, the draft is Thursday night when the San Antonio Spurs will draft Victor Wenbanyama, the 7-5 star, uh, to become the uh, the face of their franchise. But how about this? You've, I know you've always been a Bradley Beal fan. I have. Been kind of languishing with the Washington Wizards, but quite a player. Uh, looks like Bradley Beal is uh, all in to be traded to the Phoenix Suns to join Kevin Durant and uh, Devin Booker, Yeah, that DeAndre makes, Ayton. That makes them real good in a hurry. Yes, it does. Mm. Then they can get rid of Ayton and everything will be okay. If they can get rid of Ayton and get some cap space, because right. right now their bench is going to be full of a bunch of DeAndre Jordan-type 
old dudes that aren't going to be able to do much for them. Or young guys. Um, but, yes, I mean, you put that many good players. And Bradley Beal, and, I mean, he's a, he's a scorer, and he's a really good player. I mean, he's a, he's an elite player. Um, you know, uh, we'll see what else they can build there. Yeah, the 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 eight and eight and angle to that becomes interesting. Uh, is there? Have you seen any trade conversations? Mavericks, Mavericks, the Ma- the Mavericks have a team so. that have, have been reported to be interested in DeAndre Ayton, which um, I'm not the biggest fan of his, just because of some effort concerns I've seen. Yeah. But uh, the Dallas needs a big. There's some teams that will look at a guy what he's like 23, 24 years old and see a lot of potential. What there. could the Mavericks give up to? Uh, That's the thing. Acquire him. I mean. It's kind of. I think it would be kind of be the same deal as with Bradley Beal's, where his. I mean, he's making like thirty-two million dollars a year. Um, I don't think team them getting off that contract will probably be the best asset that Phoenix gets back for him. Uh, similar to you know Washington, all they they got back Landry Shamit, CP3, who they're going to flip, and a bunch of second round picks. Yeah, Chris so it, Paul, the centerpiece there, but you're right, they're going to trade him. It's and, more about getting off that forty-nine million dollar cap hit that Bradley Beal has for the next. You know, four the years. the Nuggets are the champs, and by the way, I had a really good night of vivid dreams. I guess I was tired from all the walking in, in Nashville. And I actually dreamed about 3 o'clock this morning that the uh, Denver Nuggets traded Nikola Jokic to the, to the Hawks. Like oh. In my dream, I'm like, what in the world are they it's doing? a nightmare. I know. I'm like, I don't even like the Nuggets. I was like, what? Because, you know, that's my, my right. I start getting into, like, radio mode. Like, what are we going to talk about tomorrow? And then I'm dreaming. Like, they traded Jokic for what? I mean, it's just a dream. It's just a dream. It's all a dream. Just, it was just a dream. Very bad dream. A very dumb dream. Like, just that doesn't seem to make any sense. Atlanta? Okay, well, that didn't happen. That was a dream. But uh, what is happening is Bradley Beal is moving to Phoenix. The draft is on Thursday. So we got hoops. We got baseball, both big league and the uh, the Omaha situation. We've got golf with our U.S. Open. Uh, and certainly the uh, Bob Huggins situation and Texas football. So bring your good, bad, and ugly from the weekend. The, f- the temperatures are ugly. The searing conditions continue on this Juneteenth. We'll talk about it. Craig Way has a report coming up. We'll also get some uh, B&E facts of the day. Good to be back. Good to have you with us, and good to start a Monday here on 104.9, 101.9, AM 1260, streaming always on your Horn app, on your smart speaker, and at hornfm.com. It's Bucky and Aaron. A good, bad, and ugly Monday on B&E. It is Juneteenth, June 19th. A federal holiday commemorating the emancipation of enslaved African Americans, based in the uh, state of Texas. Of course, took a couple years for word to break all took the way a year. down. Took a while, yeah. to Break all the way down in uh, in Texas, but um, Union soldiers had to come to Galveston to say, "Hey, y'all, it's over with. It's over. It's You're been, free. It was over a year ago." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there'll be all types of celebrations, especially East Austin. And Absolutely. As we told you last week there's a there's a big concert over at Bass Concert Hall tonight with what Gladys Knight. Yep. And um, Patty Labelle. Patty Labelle is there. Yes. That's going to be a heck of a show this evening on your Monday night. But uh, good, bad, and ugly from the busy weekend. Good to be back. I will say the good of Nash- Nashville buck. It was cooler, and you know Nashville, Tennessee has become the bachelorette capital of the world. I don't know if you guys know this. Packed house everywhere. Well, yeah. Well, I mean it's. I mean, Plus, I got, it was Father's Day weekend. It was, but it, it's like there, there's, it's got to be a thousand or a hundred bachelorette parties every night, like b- gangs of ladies all dressed in the same t-shirts or whatnot. Um, and the the thing that they have in in, uh, in Nashville, which is noticeable big time, is the like the party barges, the party buses. Like they will take any type of vi- large vehicle and make it into a rolling party, essentially. So it's school buses. I actually saw like a. 
an old re- rebuilt military vehicle that they use, like a mm-hmm. big, big, uh, and whatever will drive and people can stand in and they open it up. So they play music and everybody's having a good old time. They have hot tub hummers and I stuff. I guess. Yeah, man. It is, it is a party town. It is, it's hopping for sure. A lot going on. Uh, we were actually there for my daughter's 21st birthday. That was her, her, uh, her hope was to take that trip. I took my boys to Las Vegas last week, last year when my other, my son turned 21. So we did the, uh, the Nashville thing. She and a couple of her girlfriends, and it was a good time. Good time. Last freebie till the wedding. That's what I told her. Yeah, to the wedding. One, that's on. It's on you now. Uh, we took her. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May fifth. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Took her to Nashville, but she had a good time. She did a good job. It is great. Yeah. So uh, that was part of the good of the weekend. Good to be back. And yeah, we had we had a little brunch on Saturday, Buck, at a place down in the in an area of town called the Gulch. That part part birthday, part Father's Day. Yeah, brunch. Well, we had dinner last night. Oh, oh I, I yeah. watched golf. It was nice. I mean, but, my dad my dad got back from glamping. How and, was the glamping? Uh, he said it was miserable, terrible. Ooh, that's it, too old, too hot. It was. It said he said it was so awful that he just called off Father's Day yesterday and said we'll get lunch later. Where did he week. go glamping? New Braunfels. Oh, too hot. Supposedly it was packed. Place wasn't fully done yet. No bad experience. Yeah, so we were having brunch. But he did just... sleep in air conditioned. He did. Yes. Okay. Well, man, there that you would go. be impossible. He'd die out there. We had, we had, so we had brunch and Nashville temperature is perfect. Like it's like seventy eight degrees. I'm like seventy eight on Saturday. Yeah, it was like a, it was like noon uh, up on this rooftop little restaurant that they had found. My daughter it's like midnight down. here. I'll give my daughter credit because she did get to she picked the itinerary. Her and her friends. So we kind of just follow wherever they were going. And they picked this spot for brunch, and it was it was so nice. And I remember sitting on there, um, you know, getting just visiting, thinking I'm going to enjoy this because I know what I'm going back to—a blast furnace oh, where you just don't want to be outside. Uh, also, part of the bad of the weekend. Did you follow this, Ty? I don't understand this whole Jordan Love thing. Do you see this Jordan Love story? The the heir apparent to Aaron Rodgers. You know, the Green Bay Packers have had a run of quarterbacks from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and now they're hopeful that this Jordan Love guy can. Take over for Aaron Rodgers. I didn't understand this. Yesterday was Father's Day, and he got onto social media, and he wished all Bears fans a happy Father's Day. Was he trying to say that I'm your daddy, but he said it wrong? Was that the deal? Essentially, I think. I think he they, screwed it up. They've the the Bears. There's been some guys on the Bears talking a lot of trash too, and the Packers, and it's like, well, they're rivals. I, I mean, one of the big longest rivalries in, in NFL history. Oh yeah, I know. Sure. But the, all the Bears are coming out. The, all the, their players were coming out of the woodwork last week, starting to talk trash, and pretty much just because Aaron Rodgers is gone. So I think this was kind of a rebuttal. But from both well, the, parties, I don't think it's really well, the, bu- the buzz in Chicago no. is that Justin Fields has taken a big step, and they're really excited that he looks more and more polished, and um, you know they're building the offense around him. And there's those in Chicago that believe Justin Fields can have a you know, breakout year like like Jalen Hurts had in Philadelphia last year, that they're doing a lot of things similar. They're going to use his legs. They're building an offense, and that he's taking to that new offense. And the, the buzz is coming from players saying, man, this guy – this guy's about to be a problem. Yeah, he's had he's had his camps, but he hadn't have all his receivers. Right, which they're not that great anyway. Well, but. they've added weapons. Remember, they uh, made the trade with Carolina to fall, you know, uh, to pick up. Gosh, DJ yeah, Moore, DJ Moore, DJ Moore, yeah. Who's you know he's playing in Carolina without a quarterback, but he's a big he's the number one the number one go to receiver without a doubt. 
former first-round pick who's just just 25 years old. Chase Claypool came over in that trade from Pittsburgh. Whether that was a good decision or not, we'll see. They drafted some uh, some uh, some weapons for him. They've got a good tight end, or several good tight ends. So the Bears think they're improved, and that's maybe where the buzz is. And I think everybody in that division, now that Aaron Rodgers has you know, moved on to New York, oh, yeah. it's feeling like, you know, we can go get this thing. Minnesota won the division, but they still have some defensive issues. Detroit is kind of everybody's it pick to be a breakout team, but don't sleep on the Bears. I just didn't get – I guess Jordan Love screwed it up. I think he was trying to say that – I'm your daddy. That I'm your daddy, but he said he, – he, he ended up saying happy Father's Day to all the Bears fans. I don't – it didn't it didn't go well for Jordan Love. Is that a bad – that could be a bad sign. I've seen the main quote from it was, the sky's the limit for the Packers offense. Kind of went along with it, which That's right. I don't – I don't, I don't tend to agree with that. I don't seem to agree with it either. Hey, uh, somebody said, what is glamping? Uh, glamping is glamorous camping. Yes. Glamorous camping is what that term is for. It's where you don't rough it, I guess. That means you don't get in a tent with at night. Yeah. You sleep in the air condition. You are, you're a glamper. I'm a glamper. I'm fine. And I'm of the opinion if you're going to glamp, just get a hotel. I mean, really. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> just get a hotel. Go hiking during the day and yeah, I'll do get all a the cabin stuff. or a hotel. All, all the things you want me to do during the course of the day, I'm fine. But when it's time to go to sleep, I need to get in a bed get in where a there's bed. an air conditioner. My yeah. room is starting to feel like I'm camping outside <laughs> with the lack of uh, how hot it is in there when I wake up in the morning. Though. You don't have air conditioning? I do. It's just not like, working well. It's I'm in Ooh. the corner of the house. Oh. <sighs> On the hot side, are you? Yeah. I was thinking about you, Buck, because before I was leaving, you were having some issues with your air conditioner. you get that yeah, rectified? Well, I, I got it rectified to the point now it won't, it'll stay, instead of going to where it's you wanted at 73, cool now. now it's it's going down. It's better than the other way, though. Well, well, so it's, that's exactly what the lady at the air conditioning place said. Well, isn't it better that way? I'm like, hey, lady, are you paying the bills at this house now all of a sudden? Oh, I got my first electricity bill this summer. Oh, no, I, I, let, her, I let her have it. When she's saying... Well, it's better for it to be cool. I said, no, it's better for the air conditioner to work the way it's supposed to work and you not worry about my bills because you're not paying bills here when it goes down to 70 and 69 and lower. I said, that's the part you need to worry about. You don't need to worry about where it's at. It needs to be fixed. Yes, I need it fixed. Yes. It's a brand new house that you guys have. And they've been there every every, every summer. Before the summer comes, they've, they've come there. They don't need to come every summer just to do the maintenance you have to do. Don't. Come because the thing is broke. It shouldn't be broken in three years. But once you, like you said, it's better to be cool than to be hot. Uh, yes. Or is cool. it better to be fixed? Get fixed. It's got to be fixed, <laughs> yeah. right? You can't be dealing with that every no. spring in the summer. Absolutely. Uh, but I'm glad it's working. I'm, I'm sad to hear yours is hot. I got, you know, we got the air conditioner pumping. I I try to l- raise them in the day um, when, when when the house is no one's there. But um, you know, at night, man, you got to cool it down, or you're just gonna sweat. Oh. Uh, but that's glamping. There you go. This is Jordan Love is the new Quincy Carter. Ooh, man, that is that's going to be interesting. Oh man, so many intriguing storylines in the National Football League as usual. But man, who's how's Aaron Rodgers going to do in New York? How's Jordan Love going to do as his replacement? Are the Detroit Lions actually going to surge to the top of that division, or is it the Bears, or is it Minnesota hanging on to it? Giants going to get their guys signed or running yeah, back. Saquon Barkley going to hold out. Well, he's the running back. These running backs. The guy, I guess you got to hold the line. No one wants to pay him. But um, by the way, Bijan Robinson did say over the weekend he doesn't think offensive player of the year is out of the question for him. Likes this Atlanta team, likes this offense. So uh, looking forward to the NFL season as we count down the days. 75 days to the Texas football season. I felt bad on a good, bad, and ugly Monday for Rory McElroy yesterday. 
Remember, he was he was in the mix at the Open Championship last year, and yesterday's round was very similar for Rory as that, where he's he's got this game. You know, he he hit fifteen of eighteen greens yesterday. I mean, he was on all the greens, and the one he, he didn't, didn't make any of the putts. Though that was the problem. He couldn't make right. You know, anything. You know, th- these you need to make these eighteen, seventeen footers yep. every once in a while, and he just didn't get it done. Well, especially if you're behind and you're trying to chase. Yes. Right? He birdied the first hole. And that was Which his everybody only, had to birdie. And it was his only birdie of the day. And as I say, that par five coming down the back, was that 15? Mm-hmm. Gosh, he needed to get that onto the green. That was the one of the one of the greens he missed. feel bad for Rory because I felt like he was going to get that U.S. Open. Uh, but, you know, Wyndham Clark, I'll give Wyndham Clark a good, too, because he told the story that, uh, you know, in preparation for this, Wyndham Clark, that uh, he had a buddy that he knew in college and called on him to get him set up to play on a – to, to meet with a caddy. There was a local caddy on that course and played some holes out there, so got ahead of the, the learning curve of learning that course. And from that caddy, was able to learn some nuances of the course that, uh, you know, a, a, you know, a looper would know uh, carrying bags for that course for a long, long time. So he did his pre-homework, and it worked out. Wyndham Clark, uh, you know, emerged from a star-studded field. I mean, you, when you saw the day and saw the leaderboard teeing off, you're like, okay, Rory, Scheffler, Gosh, even Cameron Smith, um, who won the Open Championship last year, had a great day, and then he put himself in contention. You thought Ricky Fowler? Did Ricky Fowler? Did you feel confident no. Ricky Fowler could finish? No, I didn't. From the first tee, it was. I know he did not have it going on yesterday. No, he not, he, not he as really bad didn't. as uh, what's the English? What's his first name? Harris Harris English. Oh. Harris English. Yeah, they, he... they, they they were because <laughs> I guess a few years ago he was you know in one of the final groups at the U.S. Open and and hooked one real bad on the first tee yeah. and he did the same exact thing yesterday. I felt bad. Well, for and him. that's the impressive thing for a guy like Wyndham Clark. He's 29, so he's not a young guy, but he's a young player in this spotlight. And he never buckled. He never. Oh no. He, he wobbled a little bit, 15, 16. But man, he. And that's usually what gets a young player like that is just the pressure. And he hits that nice cutter. Yeah. I mean, really. I mean, he was the only guy that was like fading the ball at all. Oh yesterday. yeah. I liked. And you said he's an athlete. His, his caddy would always remind him be an athlete. Which oh, yeah. to me, I, I try to do that for myself. He just looked very athletic out yeah, there. Yeah. Don't be stiff. Don't be stiff. Don't be a robot. You're, you're this, you know, make athletic swings, um, you know, get your legs involved. Yeah, and on Saturday when he hit it in the gunch, I think at 16 or whatever, he was going down there like he was going to hit it out of there. And I'm like, really? You're not going to really do this because this, be, this could be it for, you know, your, your whole deal going into Sunday. He had a save and on he one took of the drop. par fives yesterday where he, you know, he took that first swing into the thick stuff and it didn't move. And I was like, oh, God, you yeah. know, this, this could be the end for this. Dude. Oh, he he did, uh, did he do that on Saturday when he took a swipe at a ball that he went underneath and didn't, the that ball was didn't yes, move? He did that yesterday for oh, sure. Oh, he did? And, and he, I mean, he saved bogey on it. And that was, that was huge because it could have easily been an eight or, you know, even a nine on that one. Wyndham Clark comes Sam out. Sam Hackers like us are used to getting in the gunchy and make, trying to make those shots. We don't take drops. <laughs> we just get double bogey. Double and oh, triples. Man. And Wyndham Clark, give him credit. He, he was one of those guys who went low on Friday or on Thursday, shot 64 in round one, and then you know followed up with a 67 and a 69, and then 60, 70 yesterday. He played like one of the best players um, you know, on the course for four days. That's what it takes. you got to feel like Scotty Scheffler. I mean, he feels like he could have a couple more majors this year if he could putt. I mean, this is a guy. If you tell Scotty Scheffler when the weekend began he was going to go 67, 68, 68, 70 and finish seven under, he probably thought he won the tournament. But obviously, three strokes back. Roy McElroy right there with uh, a seventy yesterday, but needed you know sixty eight to win the tournament. When as it turns out, or at least seventy sixty nine uh, to put himself into a uh, you know eighteen hole playoff today. Either way, props to Wyndham Clark, Roy McElroy, Scotty Scheffler finished second and third. And don't feel sorry for Scotty. 
he still leaves uh, Los Angeles 1.4 million, 1.4 mil for third place. Yeah, three point six. Oh, he'll get for that. Wendell. He'll get that putting straightened out and get ready to go. Well, if he does and keeps his tee to the green game, he's going to be fine. He's going to he's going to post majors championships. He's he was there at the Masters. He was there at PGA Championship. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's just his putting buck. And I guess again, it's it's a mental thing. But you know, it's you drive for show, you putt for dough. Now he made some dough because he did make some putts, but those couple that he didn't make uh, really came back to cost him uh, down the stretch there. And he didn't have Scotty didn't have one of those super low rounds, right? He didn't have one of those sixty twos oh, no. like we saw on Thursday when the course was there to be taken. Uh, but good stuff. Yeah, he, I found myself rooting a little bit for Ricky Fowler because I mean he had this is a long journey for this dude too. Well, and he's from nearby, right? He's from yep. Newport Beach, which is right down the street for there, and uh, or down the road a little bit. Grew up surfing and playing golf, and uh, a lot of people thought he was going to win that thing uh, in his home area, and really a high, high water mark. Because, look, Ricky Fowler's career has been a lot of hype and not a lot of wins, right? There's been mm-hmm. not a lot of, ma- you know, he doesn't have a major championship. He does a lot of commercials. He's got the, the flashy clothes and the you know the good looks. But at the same time, got to finish one of those. He shot 75 yesterday he's, in a bad spot. He secured a spot in the top 50 again, though, so where he's back in the you know, qualifying made, for most of these tournaments. And he made 738000 bucks. so oh, good for him. That was the, the, I think the total payouts for that U.S. Open were like $20 million. Oh, it's huge. $20 million bucks. Uh, for sure. So we'll take your thoughts, good, bad, and ugly, from the weekend. Got a little bit of everything for you. We've also got uh, some BNA facts of the day to get to coming up. Also, uh, your thoughts on the weekend. First, here, here's Craig Way. It's Bucky and Aaron. Monday on the Horn BNE with you. It's a busy Monday, a lot happening. Recapping a weekend that included some. Nail biters in Omaha. We'll recap that scoreboard. There are six games played at the College World Series over the weekend. Five of them ended or uh, were won by a single run. Nail biters, including uh, most TCU. of them in the ninth, weren't they? Yeah, man, it's been high drama. High drama. We talked about how good that that field of eight would be with um, you know five national seeds, number one team in Wake Forest, but some really really good teams there as well. I mean, it is nip and tuck, and it's been really good baseball for the first weekend. There'll be two more games today. We'll get you that schedule. Uh, coming up for sure. Uh, also, the uh, the facts from the weekend does look like Bradley Beal is on his way to the uh, Phoenix Suns as part of a trade that will involve Chris Paul uh, and others. So, how about this, Buck? Since 2015-16, 40 point or more games per season, Bradley Beal leads the NBA, or one of the top in the NBA, eighth most at, with 30 of them. Um, Devin Booker, 25. Kevin Durant, 22. These guys are scoring machines, and uh, they all can score the basketball. It's about chemistry there. They've they've hired, uh, um, gosh, who did the the Suns Frank hire? Frank Vogel. Yeah, Frank Vogel. Yeah, of course, Vogel who helped the uh, Lakers win a mm-hmm. championship in the bubble. Uh, he replaced Monty Williams, so he's gonna have to bring that together. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, man, the uh, I like Bradley Bill. He does. He doesn't complain. He just collects money. Do you like this trio more than the last Kevin Durant big three with James Harden and Kyrie Irving? Yes. I think so, yeah. I think Bradley Bill will play a little bit better defense. I mean, he's when, a little bit more of an all-around. Is he going to play, though? He's only played, like, 40 games in the last two years. Bradley Beal? Yeah. I think there'll be a lot of – I mean, he's had to hold up that entire group there since John Wall left. Yeah, he's 29. And I always thought that I always thought that one day Kevin Durant would go back to D.C. area and be with Bradley Beal. That's why he kind of – Kept hanging around. He never he always him talks. Home. He always talks about Bradley Beal about how how much he likes him, how good of a player he is. Yeah, he I think there, I think there'll be some great chemistry between those guys. And I mean, and I think there there's you know with that whole Brooklyn Nets thing. I mean, it was just draw every one of those guys oh, sure. were drama. 
And so Kevin Durant gets dragged into it with Kyrie Irving and with James Harden. Well, Kevin Durant's still drama. He's still a drama queen. Well, self admittedly. Less than those two. I think Bradley Beal's a solid guy. He's only 29 years old. I think Devin Booker's an emerging star. And the really the big key there is going to be DeAndre Ayton. Does he show up and deliver or do they trade him? Uh, can they get resources from him? But it is formidable. Denver's still the team to beat, in my mind, in the West. But uh, this adds a, a, you know, a 325 a game scores right there. Uh, and, you know, guys who can really yeah, score the basketball. Yeah, when the Suns add Draymond. Well, be. well, that'd be huge. They could pull that off. By uh, the way, the last time the Suns had a trio that, that each averaged 20 or more points, you got to go all the way back to the late 80s. Tom Chambers, Tom Kevin Chambers. Johnson. Remember KJ? Went on to be the mayor of oh, Sacramento. Yeah. And a guy named Eddie Johnson uh, all averaged 20 or more. They're comparing that to uh, this there in uh, in uh, in the, the Valley of the Sun where expectations will be high. Dude, uh, did you see Xander Shoffley try to get out of that bunker? Oh. Over the weekend, he, when he was in there like four times. Oh, I hate bunkers. That's when you pick it up and throw it out. <laughs> Man, well, that poor guy. I think, didn't he start out with like a triple at the par five? Didn't he start a snowman? I mean, that was awful. Yeah, Xander, he, he was another one of those West Coast guys who early on looked like he could be a favorite and uh, you know could be a guy to, to keep an eye on. Yes. He was one of those guys that had the record round on Thursday, right? Yeah. 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 He and Fowler. Yeah. And uh, you know, had a chance, and it looked like he would be one of the guys to watch. But you know, obviously, in the end, it was Wyndham Clark, and we all Wyndham picked that. Wyndham Clark. Have to go look at our uh, our HornFM.com fantasy golf challenge and the thing. By the way, did you see but the, you have watched Wyndham Clark play this year. I mean, he's he's a really good player. I, I will be honest with you. I did not watch the he's Wells a good Fargo player. event. I. I, I couldn't have picked him out of a lineup before the weekend started. That's, he's had a few top ten finishes this mm-hmm. year. He's a good player. I'm not. I just. I haven't paid much attention to Wyndham Clark in his game. I did this weekend, and it was excellent. I mean, it was really, really good. Uh, rock solid, to say the least. To shoot uh, that, and again with the pressure. You know who he reminds you a lot of the way Corey Connors plays. The Canadian. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, he's got himself a major championship, and his life wow. has forever changed because he won almost four million dollars in winning that, and he earned it. By the way, also over the weekend, or maybe late last week, came down that the Charlotte Hornets, Michael Jordan, will be selling his uh, major his, his uh, stake in the Charlotte Hornets, uh, a three billion dollar valuation, ten times the one hundred eighty million. Whether he was a good owner or not, and he wasn't with the Charlotte Hornets in his home state, uh, a, a ten time valuation for Michael Jordan, who paid one hundred eighty million for that franchise in twenty ten, will sell it for a lot more. So is that that smart money? Lots of money makes that smart money. Ty? Scared money don't make no money. Yeah. Well, Michael Jordan's career earnings he now include $93.8 million that he made as a basketball player. ninety Almost $100 million from basketball salaries at the Bulls. His Nike earnings are about $2 bill, And now his Hornet sale will net him about $2 bill. Ooh. MJ's a mogul. I can s- survive on that. Think you, you, you can make that happen? I can make it happen, yes. <laughs> I can make that happen? Go and, go and throw some dice this weekend from MJ, probably. Man. I know. Smart money makes money. That's what they say, and that's for sure. And by the way, speaking of smart money, did you see? I'll get you some of these coming up because we've got to get to a timeout. But the because uh, we got to all got to see Los Angeles Country Club, this little hidden course. I I don't know if you saw the rules that if they got a, rules. Well, if you're a member there, you want to talk about a stuffy ass club Uh-oh. that's got more rules than fun. I'll tell you this: I live in Onion Creek. It's not Onion Creek. There are no rules in Onion Creek. I really. did see well, the, the Playboy Mansion in the background. Let's see the big bushes. Wow. So they got to hide the grotto. <laughs> yeah, come on now. 
Come on, man. We I got can't 20 see foot the pool. high bushes. What's good to be uh, parked right here on the Playboy man. Mansion and I can't see the pool? You're up there on the tee box. You still can't see anything. Great big hedges that they're like 25 feet high. So you can't see over them. Dang it. Yeah, we'll get you those rules at LACC coming up. Also, uh, how about the win for U.S. men's national team in soccer last night? Big stuff going on there. Got great stuff in Omaha. Not so good in college basketball. The end of a Hall of Fame career in Morgantown, West Virginia. Bob Huggins can't get out of his own way. Unfortunately, he didn't kill anybody over the weekend, but he is no longer coaching college basketball. We'll get you details on all of that coming up on a busy Monday. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Glad you're with us here on BNE.